0: so hello i think we're live welcome to online events made simple episode 19 where does the time go um i'm the marketing manager i'm rianne from event mind and today we're joined with the lovely vanessa lovett from glissa vanessa would you like to introduce yourself and your role
1: yeah absolutely and firstly thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure to work with Mm. you guys and um, love getting involved in these sorts of things as well so thank you very much Um, and i work at glisser and i work really closely with our customer success team which is basically trying to help our customers get the most out of the glisser platform but fundamentally to try and make sure that their events are ultimately a success Mm. that's really what it's all about right Mm. now. bringing (laughs) uh, which has never been tougher but also I think uh, companies have shown amazing integrity and resources mm. this year to bring it all together so
0: absolutely and I know you've been promoting and um, releasing some amazing content on your LinkedIn so if you aren't connected with Vanessa already I mean a couple of um, weeks ago you had like a little video series which I absolutely loved I need to finish it you're reminding me <laughs> <laughs> there you are but yeah, um yeah I think video is such a big thing this year and I mean I think you get a lot more engagement and your videos were great they were one two minutes and that's all you need i think isn't it
1: something bite-sized just to keep you going give you some inspiration hopefully for the day and uh, perhaps yeah. the next step of the the virtual and hybrid event journey which is what we're all here to talk about today
0: <laughs> yeah so if you are listening or if you're on demand then feel free to put questions in the chat box and we would be more than happy to answer them so, Vanessa, um, you're obviously quite relatively new to Glissa. How did that come about and what were you doing before?
1: Yeah, so I have been event organiser side, mm. so actually using this tech as a customer. Not actually Glissa, I will add, I didn't yeah. use um, But lots of different... Um, tech platforms to run virtual events and digital activity and actually did my first ever virtual event with a brilliant team uh, back in 2012 so a really really long time ago now and that was very rudimentary it was very basic I kind of cringe a little bit (laughs) when I think about some of the things that we did then however back in 2012 it was also super progressive Mm. um, and it, it really worked so we sort of started doing more of these and more of these and then uh, made it uh, a little bit of a business as standard I guess and it was something that we were doing day in day out and actually getting great attendee numbers really good sponsorship through and the, the business that I was working with at the time uh, I'm so pleased to say recognised that it was a fantastic opportunity it was an yeah. event this conferencing business um, and so ultimately by the time I, I left that business I was only running digital uh, event activity be that a standalone Amazing. webinar or fully fledged sort of digital virtual events as we've now come to know them this year as i had about 50 under ish under my belt by the time i left that uh, company and then after leaving that company i went and helped a few different businesses, and this is all pre-COVID, I yeah. have a few different businesses get their virtual activity up and running uh, and underway. Um, and it was earlier this year, when, obviously everything kind of got a little bit crazy, to put it mildly, when I started to realise that all of that experience that I had in the digital and virtual event world was suddenly unbelievably useful so I used to be a bit of an anomaly and people be like (laughs) you you don't do any real life events wow what is this (laughs) exactly and and suddenly it went from me being the anomaly to Mm. actually Having really valuable experience for this very challenging year. Um, And I just felt that the natural opportunity for me was actually to go and work with one of the platforms who are now trying to help event Mm. organizers to get the most out of their events again. Um, So that's how I ended up at Glissa. And it's been an amazing whirlwind experience, Uh, very different (laughs) on this side of the fence, I have to say. Lots of lessons learned in the run-up to joining Glissa this year, which was right at the end of summer, so very recent, as you say. Yeah. Um, and
0: then also since then as well. It's, yeah. been... it's absolutely great that you've managed to get a role in the pandemic. Obviously, this is such a, a horrible time for everyone, but I feel like we're finally coming towards the end of it. So it must be quite okay. interesting, obviously, now working at Glissa, knowing, having your event organiser knowledge. And, I mean, back in 2012, things were so different. <laughs> what? How do you think things have developed since then? I mean, it's been eight years since you first ran your first so virtual event?
1: The first thing that springs to mind there is, oh gosh, there are so many years. <laughs> In today's time, it's like 80 years. Um, <laughs> I think there's the, the massive difference. Though, to me, the first thing I think of is that digital and virtual activity has become mm. quite normal. Yes, <laughs> so it has completely normal. Um, and back then it was very unheard of and even mm. at the beginning of 2020, so if, yeah. So, Months ago, it was still pretty unheard of, actually, relatively speaking, compared to the real life event mm-hmm. world. And now the expectation is, is totally different. And there, even though it's still very hard, and it's still very challenging, and there's still a lot of um, sort of discomfort around using some of the tech that's out there. It is also now business as usual. So I think that's that's got to be the biggest most yeah. difference. Um, and I think the other huge difference is the tech like there is so much more tech out there now oh, absolutely um, which can help you doesn't mean you have to use it I will absolutely add mm-hmm. you should only use things that will actually
0: help you achieve your goals yeah and um, I know you're a big believer of that when you say make a list of needs not wants that's yeah it's
1: I think that's probably the the, the the biggest lesson learned for me actually through this whole year both as a buyer of these sorts of products and a provider of events and now also as a provider of the platform um is you have to put your event design first first every time your event goals have to come first every time I kind of I get very um passionate about (laughs) as soon as you let go of that the wheels start to come off and It, that's when I think companies are at risk of not having a successful event mm. because they haven't got those goals front of mind. And you know, ultimately, that's uh, my satisfaction comes from when an event goes really well. Yeah. Whether it's been a tiny event that they've hardly used much of our platform for at all, or whether it's been really extensive in detail, it's the success of the event that's what really makes me happy. Absolutely. <laughs> so, about the goals yeah definitely about the goals and
0: going back to when you were an organizer what challenges did you face at the time obviously like you mentioned a lot of people were probably like what are these virtual events why are you doing this what would you say the main challenges were and you know lack of event technology maybe well I actually that isn't what sprang
1: to mind there was less of it was kind of around we just didn't (laughs) take the time to use it um we didn't see the benefit in using it perhaps but actually I think it was the certainly back at the beginning of this year sort of springtime it was just an staggering and probably quite humbling um, realization of how little most event professionals knew about what these Mm. sorts and opportunities as well. So, in a nutshell, there was a massive skills gap, and it's not a criticism. There was no reason that these skills needed to be in place before yeah. this happened. But there's a massive skills gap, and I think that actually still does continue um, quite significantly at this moment in time for a combination of reasons. Um, mm. Some companies decided just let's put the brakes on and make a decision on this towards the end of the year. So again, no need to fill the skill gap in the yeah. A lot of furloughing going on, so those people have not learned the new world. I know everyone hates that phrase. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah the skills haven't been learned because people have been out of the office and you know, we're also we've got really super senior and very experienced business leaders within event businesses who and this is um, might come across a little controversial but they're <laughs> to be at the more mature end of um, yeah. the business spectrum when it comes to sort of length of time in their careers and therefore probably slightly less likely i'm broad brushing i realize it's <laughs> less likely to be as comfortable familiar with the tech options and platforms out there uh, and therefore po- possibly slightly slower to adopt the actual usage of them in a, in a comfort comfortable way uh, and i think that has an impact as well too so the yeah, biggest sort of lesson observation just the lack of uh, existing ability to, be able to do these sorts of events but I do think that is also closing really fast <laughs> as well
0: you know that uh, don't mishear me there's massive of course yeah there. and look Ashanti's put a really good question here what can be done about the skill gap in the industry and I'm a recent graduate from events management and I'm not going to lie we learned nothing about virtual events so I think yeah. that's one point there and is there anything else that you think that could be yeah. done oh, gosh we could be probably-
1: <laughs> day on this (laughs) yeah I think um I've I've heard and seen some really interesting um and really proactive efforts that companies have taken to Mm. upskill their teams be that um sending people out on sort of external courses of which several have popped up this year which is brilliant Uh, and I think there are some excellent now um, facilities out there uh, yeah companies out there providing Mm -hmm. great um upskilling opportunities but also I've seen some companies create their own and actually do something quite tailored and bespoke I think it's going to become essential in for this to be built into training courses like the one that you did university courses absolutely it's it actually suddenly feels completely unbelievable that it wasn't right it's like how could that have been you know it's a year
0: ago we didn't need to think about it did we it's just such a strange world at the moment
1: yeah i mean but that's that's i guess a really interesting point you make there um ryan that we didn't need to think about it but actually should we have been thinking about it Mm. we've learned so much this year about opportunities that are opened with virtual activity and i'm a real um believer that you know, virtual only is not the way forward at all. Yeah, um, at all. That virtual should ultimately be complementing and sort of augmenting and enhancing real life events. Um, but we could have done that before. We yes. just didn't. Just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost a, a choice, perhaps, and maybe it was just too comfortable and too hard to do the the great big and unknown. And Some companies did ha- have a pretty good go at it as well, but um. Which obviously not in the this. new
0: world <laughs> and when you were um, an event organizer is there any information you wish was out there or any piece of advice you have for the event organizers that might be listening right now
1: um the piece of information there's one thing yes which has now made me think that oh, we should really write this for them <laughs> <laughs> good question um it's probably around streaming um so video streaming like this just yeah. how the platforms work and actually if i think about um some of the talks i've been on this comes up quite frequently mm-hmm. we're doing at the moment zoom to facebook for example yeah you know you hear this chat now and people just roll it off the tongue as if everybody understands what zoom to vimeo zoom to youtube yeah. you know, what all this <laughs> kind of... and actually i do- still don't think it is especially clear or accessible to most event organizers definitely some have really have upskilled themselves on this but really by damn hard work yeah to, uh, and I think um making that easier uh, would be great for event organizers if yeah. there was, was just like a totally simple simple guide so yeah note to self, should write it yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then the other piece and I, I realize I may have sort of already said this but just design your events with your goals in mind and then add tech on if you need it afterwards Mm. try not to go the other way around it it, it still I'm talking to companies so frequently who are saying so what 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 tech is there how does it work and how do I use it I just don't think that's the right approach and I do always say that so try to not think of the tech at the moment think about your event why do you want to do it Mm. what's the purpose what does success look like then work backwards absolutely I, I just feel it's so important and
0: yeah like we previously mentioned it's so easy I think you see features and you think that sounds really cool like I would love that but it's not what you would love it's what your audience wants right? and
1: what they need and what's absolutely. actually going to yeah end up at the end of the event that they have got whatever it is that they ultimately need and you put in whatever tools you need to make that happen Mm. because they
0: look cool and they look shit (laughs) absolutely and obviously now you're at Glissa, which is super exciting it's been such a busy year for event tech it's been the year for event tech i think i should say um have you faced any challenges when organizing you know hybrid events and helping clients with their oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think any platform that says they haven't
1: faced challenges would be um, not being entirely honest. Um, yeah. Yes, I think the oh, the two challenges, yeah, that probably spring to mind. Um, and you know, perhaps this is because I'm really front and center with our customers now. It, the confidence levels of event organizers is so on the whole low mm. when it comes to using the tech that's out there. So you know, very, this is very much from a current perspective. And I think the automatic assumption is that they don't know how to do it and they can't yeah. do it because it's tech and it's scary, but it's just not, it is, this isn't brain, sci- brain surgery, brain surgery, <laughs> is put two together there. Um, the, the platforms are on the whole you know all of them they're, they're mm. really intuitive you yes. just need to sort of book yourself an afternoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just sit down switch off alerts on whatever team slack whatever it might be turn off your emails and just play around in platform you like, you're using and just become more fi- familiar with it because what most of our customers find is they're contacting us and asking questions and saying how does this work i can't you know i don't understand it and we kind of share our screen click 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 and they go oh yeah that was really easy yeah. <laughs> and i think it's the um the unknown that's what it is it's the great unknown so taking the time to make it known which is something that just by playing around is what you can usually achieve is is time really well spent i know no one's got half an hour uh, half a day spare right mm-hmm. now but the longer term payoff of making that time, two hours is enough. Half a day is probably far too long. Yeah. <laughs> two hours is enough. Um, and then before you know it, you're almost, you're, yeah, you're, you're so much further ahead down the line. Um, so that's been, uh, I think the, the biggest challenge is helping the customers to realize uh, they know more than they've probably given mm. us credit for knowing because confidence levels are quite low Absolutely. with the, at the moment. Um, and then the other piece is actually it's around hybrid events so we've learned masses in the last five months having well, we've done a lot actually um, of hybrid events which has been great mm. obviously we're talking about very small numbers of people in the room so far because that's all that's yeah, been until that will change <laughs> the announcement that's just come through yeah so We've learned all sorts about um, you know, requirements on bandwidths, about making sure that um, audio feeds are working seamlessly, um, lots around making sure that the event design works for both in-room and virtual, again coming back to the event design here, it's not the tech in this instance, the design is where you start and then you use appropriate tech to Mm. deliver it Um, absolutely loads and that has been quite challenging at times particularly around um, sort of the video streaming AV bringing all of those component parts together logistics (laughs) absolutely and and I think we've done on the whole a pretty good job of protecting our customers from the um, you know the, the stress of that frankly because it's stressful enough right now and making it as seamless as possible for them so they can really focus on the event and not all of these um yeah quite sometimes quite technical challenges behind the scenes but we've the hybrid has definitely challenged us but we've learned so much from it and it's really yeah starting to to turn into something that i'm really looking forward to
0: absolutely and i think this the next year there's a lot that we're going to have to deal with and i think it can only go up from here right (laughs) um so, well, I hope so. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, should, I should hope so. So, obviously, the COVID vaccine has been a massive trigger in the news lately, um, which it's supposed to be starting from next week, which is super exciting. Where do you think or how do you think this could impact our industry? An interesting one, because I think everyone has their own opinion. So, it,
1: I, I mean, ultimately, it's, of course, it's going to impact the industry positively. Yeah, use the word ultimately there quite Mm -hmm. deliberately because the reality is is that the immediate availability of a vaccine is probably not going to have that strong an impact on our sector so you don't have to look very far to see how many vaccines are available where it's going to go it's not going to be going to business people initially who Mm. are coming to events and actually able to get into a room so i think um i I'm managing my own expectations on the speed of change, and I hope that I'll be pleasantly surprised at some point next year, and things will be perhaps a bit quicker than I'm yeah. at the moment. But, but our um, it's real expectation is, of course, it will have a positive impact. But it, I don't think we're going to see much of that impact before the first half of next year. Yeah. At least first half of next year is going to be very similar sort of set up for meetings, because even if we have got uh, you know a vaccine really going out widespread towards even february march april with st- you we're going to be nowhere near having enough people vaccinated for companies and individuals to genuinely say yep yeah, go all good i have no concerns yeah. and my um hunch as well is that individuals are going to be much more willing to go quicker than companies are willing to send them yeah um, and also there's the risk factor so if i put you know go back into event organizer shoes right now do i want to be planning an in-person only event in april let's mm. say i don't think i'd want to take that risk no. at this in time i think i would prefer to ideally spread the risk by going with some uh, you know a set of service providers that would enable me to do virtual and hybrid and in person if it couldn't can be just in person which exactly. will depend on the size and scale of your event so I'd be looking to protect my decision making and risk options at the mm. moment um and not yeah probably not get too ahead of myself but of course it's going to have a positive impact in the long yeah. run and that's great so I don't, I don't want to sound like a, a <laughs> doom here um but I think we just need to be slightly measured in our mm. speed of speed of change perhaps
0: absolutely and I've seen so many people saying oh I can't wait to get back to live events but I think also on the other hand it has strengthened our industry a lot of people didn't know virtual events were a thing and this is what's kept the industry like afloat this year so I think they're definitely going to stick around and um, it'll be very interesting to see how soon live is back to normal and, <laughs> and whether hybrid is a add-on or whether people will just go for the virtual option.
1: I think it's going to depend on loads of things. Um, I really do. From travel requirements, uh, I genuinely think companies are going to think much harder about how much travel is required of individuals Absolutely. these days. Um, not just from you know, well, from cost perspective, sustainability perspective, quality of life. You know, there's masses um, mm. of uh, different component parts to business travel, um, but also. I think again, it comes down to the event and the design and the goals and the content. Yeah. Whether people are going to say, actually, for me, this event offers me um, three or four sessions that I'm fascinated in. I don't need to go travelling for that. Actually, on the flip side, Mm -hmm. it might be this event offers me the opportunity to shake hands with ten people who I've been dying to meet for the last ten years. Then they're going to go so yeah. I think it really comes down again to what the event offers and that will have a much greater impact over people's decision making yeah. whether or not to go as well whereas in olden days it was just a thing you just went to events and that I feel that mentality has actually completely gone this year and it's going to be a much more considered effort as to whether or not to physically go certainly in 2021 2022 you know i hope that people will be getting much more comfortable with going back in a room but it's still a it's, it's a you know it's a significant decision to be making at the moment
0: absolutely and we're coming up to the half hour mark i don't know how this goes so quickly <laughs> but we ask all of our guests that come on here it's always an interesting answer that we get given name one event nightmare that you've been through. So whether it's an event that you've organized, um, an event you've been um, attending, or, you know, we like to just keep it transparent that virtual events are great, but we need to talk about, you know, internet drops, the doorbell might ring. There's always, yeah. there's always been a challenge. So we just like to highlight, highlight that they're not perfect. I don't know, and actually,
1: interestingly, the first things that sprang to mind were all physical event nightmares, not not virtual. So maybe yeah. all the ones I attended went. have been great. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I mean, of course, there's, there's challenges <laughs> along the way. um I think that the worst one that springs to mind was um, pre when I was wasn't an organizer. Mm. Where, you know, you probably feel the emotion of the stress more when you're yeah. <laughs> your, as side. We'd feel it a lot from the supplier side too. But um, was uh, the, the keynote super senior person that the rehearsals were, you know, squeezed in amongst um, other meetings that they were coming to. Rehearsals all fine, mm. couldn't get them in on the day, and, and it transpired that they had decided to do it from a different location on a different computer or whatever device they were on um we didn't know any of this they just oh, they just all the setup and we did get them on but it was about 20 minutes after time yeah. and it was, <laughs> yeah it was really really stressful because it was a super important part of the event um, and yeah I guess it just goes goes to show how important preparation is on these things and absolutely.
0: just absolutely And communication is key. This just shows you need to communicate whether you're the organiser, the supplier, just always keep in touch, you know, let them know if you're going to be on a different laptop or um, using a brand new Wi-Fi because there could be problems and you could prevent them.
1: (laughs) I think now, though, actually, I think that would be far less likely to happen because speakers are so much more used to it. It's become much more commonplace to rehearse, to prepare like I think it's taken actually a bit more seriously um, because it is the only channel right now so who knows maybe that wouldn't have happened Uh, (laughs) yeah that's, that's definitely the one that springs springs to mind the most
0: it's always interesting because we never know what people are going to say. This isn't scripted. So it's always, it's always good to see what comes up. Um, Thank you so much for taking part today, Vanessa. I could chat all day. It's been really interesting. Where can people find you? I'm sure some people would love to connect with you after today's session. Yeah, of course. I always
1: love to build the network. And I also love hearing about other people's stories mm. as well. But LinkedIn is probably the most sensible place, um, which I think you guys have kindly tagged me in the, um, yeah for these that have gone out but also you can always come through the glisser website as well and um i'll be delighted to hear so just glisser.com and find the inquiries button is probably the most good
0: yeah.
1: way but um linkedin wh- whichever works for you I'm, Perfect. I'm
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much to all of our listeners today and thank you vanessa for taking part um if you are listening on demand and you have any questions then feel free to reach out to me or vanessa on linkedin my name is rianne berry um or you can pop us an email at team at eventmindpro.com and we will see you in the next one thank you everyone
1: thanks very much thanks, thanks for having
0: me